We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. What's up? Hey. Hi. Welcome to... Whining with there's this. It's always so it's awkward. Always, yeah, with when it's just two, yeah. you know, we're staring at each other's eyes and it's like very <laughs> intimate and I fear intimacy. So I oh, start. This is the first time that I have done the podcast without glasses on. Maybe I only that's work. what was so intimate about it. I know, we're I super have my, close. Yeah. We have yeah, less things between us. Yeah. I visually. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's anyway, really nice. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. I'm Kat. I'm Desi. And you're listening to Whining with Nurses. Welcome. <laughs> I was like, what do we say after? I feel like I haven't been on the podcast for like a month and a half, two months or something. We've missed you. Yeah. Oh. I've been, we've been kind of scattered. It's been a busy time for all of us. So yeah, we've been making it work where we can. Yeah. How have you been? What have you been up to? Work? I'm work. Uh, I moved into my new place. You're all moved in. And are you liking it? I am. It's, uh, you know, we're getting to know the house a little bit. It's an older house. So uh, it, there's like quirks that we didn't realize. Like, let's see. So they... During the uh, appraisal of it, they like had the septic tank dug up to like make sure everything's a okay with it, and it was this big deal because our realtor had like a septic guy friend come out and look at it, and he barely looked at it and did anything, and he was like, "Well, that'll be two hundred dollars, please." And my, I bought this house with my brother, so my brother was wasn't around when this occurred and he was like what the hell i'm not gonna pay this guy two hundred dollars he didn't even do anything right so anyways um we ended up like getting a real septic guy out there oh no we didn't we just went off this guy so anyways fast forward by the house it's going all right and then we're in it for like two and a half days and i he, my shower backs up with a ton of like brown water yeah, it yeah. was gross yeah and i'm like what the hell so my brother or is that and, technically called gray water gray water i don't know it was, but it was gray brown water yeah, yeah like the color of it was brownish right which is always suspicious <laughs> so my brother goes out to the already dug up septic tank and he like looks takes one look at it and realizes like the main line isn't even connected to the septic pump or to the septic tank how does that work it was it like, it, it was, huh. it got messed up. Yeah. And like, we had a septic guy come out and look at it and was like, it's all good, buddy. Did you end up paying him the $200? I don't think so. Yeah. And uh, so anyways, he fixed it. It was a pain in the butt, but it, it was like, are you kidding me? You were like, you were asking us for to pay you $200 and you, Didn't there was like do it, right? an obvious problem to the, you know, untrained eye. Mm-hmm. And then also the top to the septic tank is a circle but the shape of the like septic opening is oval now uh, because it's like cr- been crushed a little uh, bit by How old is your house? I think it was built in the 40s. Okay, so, so decent. Anyways, it's been an adventure. I'm learning a lot of like issues that I need to do learn how to deal with. So, yeah. Well, but do it's you, good. Other than that, is it yeah. do you like it? You I like love living it. there? It's, it's yeah. going really good. I got How far? My, sorry. It's all good. There's so many questions. <laughs> uh, how far is it from work? Ten minutes. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. That's how the I'm ten minutes from my work too. Yeah, and it makes such a difference. It's a tough commute. 
it's rough. Well, I had a friend who was commuting for like maybe a month from the Napa area to San Francisco every day, five days a week. We have someone in our office that does that. It's insane. Yeah. She lives in San Francisco and drives here to work in Arizona. What? Yeah. Why? Every single day. I don't know. I guess she couldn't get a job. Oh my gosh, Francisco. that's brutal. She does ultrasound. I would. But I we would. all thought she wasn't going to last, of course. Like, why would yeah. someone? That's how much of your day is spent in your car. Like, how much of your life is right. spent like that? And it's an office. It's not like you're making a million dollars, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she's still there and it's been at least six months. Wow. Maybe Dedication. No idea. Yeah. Oh, do you want to open your, oh, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, hold this. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to switch. Yeah, that's a... Is, that's a large, is that a normal size bottle? I don't know. It looks large to me. Oh, boo. Um, oh, God, how dare you drip on my table. I don't care. There's like, you know, it's fine. I would say there's a house with kids in it, but it's not. But maybe actually. <laughs> just spilled it all over everything. How and old then, are you, Desi? Maybe. Uh, 12. 12, but yeah. I can drink, so it's okay. It's good. It's all good. Anyways, we- yeah, this is, um, we are drinking a ja- another Jack's wine, Jack's Vineyard wine. Um, it is uh, Y3 Tarot is the um, name of this particular wine, and it is a red blend. It's from the Napa Valley, and it's by my favorite winemaker, Kirk Vangie. Yeah. And so most of Vangie wines are like, really bold and dominant bottles mm-hmm. and labels. So yeah, I like it. You notice that right like away. Work, yeah. And it has a like kind of cave-like drawing of a bowl on it. And I read that this, it's like a family run vineyard and it, they were originally like very farm cattle farmers mm-hmm. and Tarot was like their best bowl. And so they named this one after the best bowl. And it's not, Toro, which actually means bowl in Spanish. I don't know. It's written like it's French. <laughs> I wonder if that means bowl in, bowl French. in French. Probably. That would be funny because it's their best bowl. It just actually means bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it has a really cool picture of like a bowl on it. Um, kind of like a cave painted bowl sort yeah. of looks like that. It's like black or red. Anyway, you'll see a picture on yeah. Instagram. It's really nice. Um, yeah, it's really actually it tastes good. I already yeah. dug in. Have we had, have you brought? I brought a bottle of Jack's wine shortly after baby Jack's was born. Okay. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Ooh, that's really good. It's like, I love red blends. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I still don't pay enough attention to wine that I'm drinking to get like a good idea of what I like. I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is good. And then that's <laughs> all I like care to remember. I don't really care. I should just start paying attention. Like to varietals that you find actually like really good. Yeah, or just, you know, well, I'm like that with wine. everything. Also, I've gone like 31 years. What's, yeah. What's, I can't go back now. You're good. You're fine. You it's, know you like wine. That's I know the I important like wine. part. Yeah. Drives my husband crazy, though. I'm getting all snuggled in here. My husband. So <gasps> weird. Oh, yeah, yes. I got married since I've been on the podcast. That's right. Wow. We should have started with that. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. How was it? It was perfect. It was the best you were able to day do I could imagine. What you wanted weren't influenced by yeah, it was, outside pressures, right? <laughs> no, it Good. ended up working out. Um, did it in the Armstrong Woods. No one was in it, so I just kind of told friends to, and my mother-in-law to go decorate some area. And I walked up and we just got oh. married and then had some champagne and went to dinner. It was who, who married great. you? 
my really good friend. Nice. Yeah, Renee. I really like that. Renee is wonderful. Shout out. I love you. She's amazing, talented. She can do anything. She actually like put together my dress in eight days. What? Yeah, I, I like last minute bought a dress and then cried on my way driving it to her because she last minute said she would alter it for me. And she has two kids and she's busy and works full time. And I was like, I literally cried because I felt so bad asking her to do yet another thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, what a good friend though. Yeah. I owe her my first child. That was the deal. Okay. That's not (laughs) She's like, I don't want it. (laughs) She already has to. She's like, actually, you can take my first child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. It was great. And now we're just continuing on the. Yeah, soaking it baby in. Baby making train and yeah, soaking Aww. it in. Um, wow, what a lot of life changes. I know. We're also trying to like figure out how to, trying to like buy a house. All those big adult moves. <sighs> yeah, I feel like the time buying a house is like most daunting. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I've, if, if I didn't have it where like I just kind of hopped on the train of my brother buying a house, mm-hmm. I would have been so stressed. Yeah. If it like when it's, your decision fully, it feels like such a ginormous commitment. Right. And there's just things like, I don't know how to... Yeah, it's like it's like I, learning another language. Right. Even the most straightforward things are mm-hmm. like super riddled, riddled with complications. Right. So I realized we haven't even talked about nursing yet. Huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, nurse. <laughs> hey, nurse. I have a wine of the month. Oh, good. Um, I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wine of the month is... Uh, swallowing precautions. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had to do that, but uh, they're like... You mean like thinning and thickening yeah, of foods yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Not so much like, I think it's awesome that we know to do that for certain people that are having trouble swallowing to protect them against aspiration, but patients that don't like follow that get drive me crazy. How can they not fall in a hospital? Like, you mean family members bring things in? Or? Yeah, or like, for example, I had this patient who had uh, been in, like, was a really difficult intubation, and so it caused a lot of trauma to his esophagus and vocal cords and all those muscles and tissue, and so he kept aspirating, and he was having a huge problem with resp- his respiratory status because of that. And he was so mad that he wasn't going to be discharged that next day because of his respiratory status. But he still like would, I would put like his water pitcher far away from him so he couldn't get it and just had the thickened water next to him. And mm-hmm. he would somehow get the the thin water and aspirate. And yeah. I'm like, tuck your chin, tuck your chin. <laughs> you know, like freaking out when I hear him hacking up a lung in there. You think he wouldn't want to if he's like, I'm going to choke on this. Let's, I, let's have this so, nice experience. Like sometimes people are so stubborn. Oh God, you know? thickened water too is so disgusting. I don't think I could try it. I'm a very texture oriented like, person. Right. Is it what cornstarch or what are they? It's probably not cornstarch. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> cloudy water. It would it's be kind of cloudy. Is it? I wonder. It's gross. It I'll look that up, uh, Takeshi. <laughs> Thicken water. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Ugh, gross. So, what do you know why he was like, what trauma he had had to. He had had like uh, maybe thyroid cancer or something before, some, something. Mm. So, he had had radiation. And okay. so, his, his anatomy was not right. uh, standard. So, when they went to intubate him, it was, I think they had to try two or three times to really get the tube down. Mm. What do you, do you find it? Nope, he's still searching. <laughs> still. Oh. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. We're looking for the ingredients. So what they do in hospitals or whatever places. Anyway, so if you're on aspiration precautions, meaning you're... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so You're many not different reasons correctly for right a for a variety of reasons of, stroke yeah so they can either they can so your liquids will they thicken them because it, you're less likely to choke and you know bring that liquid into your lungs if it's thicker so water can be thicker juice can be thicker and it becomes this like weird thick not gelatinous exactly but just a slimy version of whatever liquid um and it looks like um, it's xanthamum gum. Oh, xanthamum gum. Yeah. I actually have that in my cupboard. That's for the cooking. best answer I can find. It's kind of like um, they also have algae, al- something algae that you can put in things to thicken them. It's like a gelatin type thing. Oh, like it's yeah. a powder and you mix it and it makes it like if you mix just the tiniest bit of gelatin with um, some water or something. It thickens up. It reminds me of, you know, those fruit cakes and they have that layer of like clear, mm-hmm. disgusting Thickiness. gelatin yeah. on the top. Anyway, yeah. But much more liquidy. Yeah. Um, but they can, then they can also do that with food so they can mush your food. Um, yeah. All so these different the, consistencies. The speech therapist will come and evaluate them and do a series of like swallowing tests and, you know, you start with some like three ounces of thin water and... Which is just regular water. Um, yeah. Well, maybe you don't start with that. Anyways, there's this progression they do, and then you are designated a certain diet diet based on your ability mm. to swallow safely. Right. So, and then there's the foods too, right? So this yeah, food is either ground, like, yeah, or uh, pureed. Yeah, it's like really gross. Baby food would be like pureed. Ground is just like it's like m- piles of ground up. Uh, meatloaf. Yeah. I don't know. It's like all potatoes. the normal food the people, other people get on regular diet, but then they just put it through it. Kind yeah, of like and it's a, just like a pot, like yeah. an oddly shaped and uniform pile of mush. Yeah, I'm gonna try it one day. It's odd. Yeah, I feel like I mean it, the flavor would be the same, but the whole pleasure, at least for me, like eating is texture. Yeah, I love texture and everything. I'm a huge texture person. You said you were too. Right? Yeah, same. And so I love the textures of different foods, and I'm not like a texture person where they gross me out. I'm just I will. I love food to be crunchy. Yeah, I like to chew. Yeah, just food. Maybe I just love food. <laughs> it all boils down to she likes uh-huh. food. Boils down. To- anyway, so oh yeah, I didn't even mean to be funny, yeah. and I was. Look uh, at that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, how about you? How's work going? So it was. Yeah, I don't, it's not really a wine thing. I just had like a story. Oh, we, go we for had it. this um, person that came in to do a testing, a uh, stress test in our nuclear department. And he had a Lexi scan, which is the, so there's a stress test where you can walk on the treadmill. And then there's a couple different like chemical ones. So you get injected with something and they stress your heart. Anyway, we talked about that on a previous episode with Craig. Um, so he came in for a Lexi scan and he had the scan. And then all of a sudden um, he started, he developed a cough and I kept clearing his throat and had a little bit of nausea Finished the whole study. Nursing wasn't notified or anything. He went out and then like four hours later, he was still in our office, hadn't left yet. And they got a nurse because he was still coughing and now he looked really pale and he looked like he was going to faint. So we went out there, checked his blood sugar, checked everything, brought him back. His blood pressure was low, like 60 over something. Yikes. Um, His heart rate was, I think, normal. Now it's getting fuzzy. It's like a while ago. Um, 
Anyway, so we brought him back. We we did everything. I mean, I don't know. We checked everything. I put him up to an EKG, tried to keep reassuring him and his person was there with him um, that, yeah, okay, his EKG looks fine. Like, everything looks fine. Tell me what happened. So he just said, like, after the study, he started getting this cough and getting nausea. He couldn't lie down because he had really bad GERD, mm-hmm. um, um, acid reflux, basically. And so he had to sit up. We had the table. These tables, like, propped 100% straight up in the air, which is really tall and bizarre looking. Anyway, so I told the doctors, I guess they didn't hear me that he's that his um, pressure was that, was that low. low. And I said, I, like, repeat, oh, no, sorry. His pressure was fine. His heart is fine. His oxygen was in the 60s. Mm. So sorry. Okay, I was like, wait, this doesn't make sense. So <laughs> his, his oxygen was in the 60s. Oh, shoot. And I read all the vitals to the doctor, and I guess they didn't hear me say that. I pointed them, too. I was like, this is this, this is that, because I had written them down. So I said, okay, give him some coffee. So like, it can, like, um, coffee, if you have a Lexi scan, can, it can reverse the symptoms. Oh, interesting. Um, and a lot of people, you have to be fasting, so you can't have coffee before the study. It'll affect it. Uh, anyway. Babe coughing, nothing really improved. So finally we went back and I was like, okay, like his auction, he's on four liters and it's now in the eighties. And they're like, wait a second, four liters in the eighties. What, I don't, what, what do you mean? And I was like, I told you it was in the sixties. No, you didn't. You never said that. And I was like, yes, I, I did. That. I pointed it to you. It's right here. They must've just glazed over it. Yeah. Or just didn't, I didn't like, I, sh- I beat myself up for like days after that. I should have really been like, okay, so we're not going to do anything about his oxygen that's in the sixties. Like, coffee's going to fix that? It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, that's the doctor. I guess they know something because he was very confident. Like, oh, yeah, give him some coffee. He'll be fine. Mm. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. But I should have just pushed it. I don't know what I was thinking. Ugh. Anyway. No, we've all been there. And I just didn't. I was like, okay. That's like when the doctor told me to flush the NG tube. And I'm like, flush? And I was like, went up to my other new grad uh, nurse coworker. And I'm like, he wants me to flush the NG tube. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. And she like hands me a saline flush. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, what? I was like, this isn't right, but uh, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it was, I don't know, it was crazy. Anyway, so they finally went back, gave him a like neb treatment. Um, things improved. Oxygen went up to the 90s, but we called EMS because the cardiologist was like, oh, I don't know what's going on, but he's all of a sudden coughing up, feels like he's been sick and pale and sweaty. And it, it, it had improved by this point, all those symptoms. Yeah. Anyway, um, on the oxygen, it improved. Did he have like an allergic reaction? So I guess, um, so he went to the hospital. EMS, of course, came and per usual were dick holes. <laughs> I love firemen. The EMS are so rude. They think they know everything. Yeah. So they got there like, why did you even call us? They asked the cardiologist that. Why did you even call us? Like his oxygen in the 90s and it's fine. He's fine. Everything else is fine. Why did you call? Brought him there. He went into kidney failure. <gasps> I guess he'd had um, oh, shit. a kidney replacement. He only has one kidney and he had a kidney replacement. Um, like when he was no. 15, he never followed up with any cardiologist, any any nephrologist, any doctors. Um, Holy Toledo. And I guess he was like on the balancing. This pushed him into kidney failure. Um, oh. And Do they, they don't, in, with the Lexi scan, it's not contrast No, all. it's not. And so we couldn't find anything that said it actually would cause that. So Poor guy. Yeah. That's just like a stroke of bad luck. Yeah. They were like, it was just kind of happened to happen. And yeah, perfect storm. Poor guy. Yeah. It is not really related to anything that we did in our office. It's just kind of like, maybe it's, I don't know. Yeah. It just, it was going to happen either way. The straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Um, But it just bugged me that EMS were there. Like, why did you even call us? Like, dude, he ended up with being kidney failure. You don't know. Yeah. Like, don't, they do that every time. All the time. Where's the, they're just, 
Like we should be a team working together. It's so frustrating. That's one of my biggest pet peeves too. Like with between any like interdisciplinary or even different shift, like the lack of team like uh, approach to things is so frustrating. Because you know, like even if he was fine, like it shouldn't be like frowned upon to like just be safe. You know, like just in case. And they should know also by hearing so many stories that people can still look fine mm-hmm. and they're not. You can't see yeah. their kidneys. You don't know what's happening. Totally. Your you body compensates for a short time and right. it all looks fine. Yeah. So I guess he ended up, they needed to put him onto this list, but he didn't want to and then I didn't follow up after that. Wow, um, man. That's traumatic. Yeah. Now I guess he's coming back saying like, it's our fault. And what? I don't know if I should talk about this, but anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, but anyway, it's it wasn't. Though. I mean, like yeah. the today, everyone was like, "Ah, it's not. It's not something that was caused by, yeah, by that. It's just going to happen." Based, well, crazy story, gnarly man. Because we just didn't know what was going. Like, what is going on? What is happening? I had kind of an incident like that. It uh, didn't end as badly, but so I had this patient. Um, pretty came in with a non STEMI, I think. She was all right, you know, she had, no, she actually, um, she presented with symptoms kind of like a non-STEMI and, uh, but it turned out to be all respiratory related. She had pneumonia, really bad, was septic. And anyway, she had stabilized, got moved out of the ICU. It was her first night on the floor with me. She was doing great. Blood pressure's a little high, but, you know, doing good on two liters. Respiratory, RT was involved, um, Gave her her evening meds. Her 11 o'clock vitals were fine. Pulled the door mostly closed because she said she's a really light sleeper. So um, then at like 1.30 or 2 in the morning, I'm charting in the nurse's station and I hear like a scream like this. I'm going to pull the microphone away so it's not too loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like kind of a turkey gobble. <laughs> and oh, we'll no. like all look at each other like because sometimes you you might hear something and you're like did I just hear what I think I heard yeah. and somebody's like no no it's just so and so you know you she's know? like drowning in her well I'm like oh my gosh that door's closed like and I run in there and she's sleeping kind of like her head's kind of slumped over to the side and I'm like uh, I couldn't remember her name and so I'm like <laughs> rubbing her I'm like ma'am ma'am and I'm like my coworker comes in I'm, she's like are you okay I'm like what's her name look at her wristband what's her name and uh, finally we get her name and I'm like yelling her name and she's kind of like it's it was like she was in a deep sleep and dreaming because mm-hmm. she was like just take the flowers and I'm like, you know, so-and-so, wake up. Wait, I need you to open your eyes for me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just take the flowers. And so I, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, is she stroking? I'm like, let's check her grip strength, you know, trying to open her pupils. They look fine. And then I'm like, give me, give me the vitals machine. And finally, I'm like kind of giggling because I'm like, I took the flowers, okay, yeah. bud? And she's like, you know, kind of flings her arm at the other nurse when she tries to check her grip strength and mm-hmm. – at this point, I'm like, man, she was just really in a deep sleep. <laughs> Turns out her oxygen was like six, 69. Oh, man. And she was super apneic. And so that was like her brains, her like midbrain's instinct right. all coming through. Yeah. Like the scream. Jeez. It was like her brain's way of getting, Trying to save of her. getting help. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of wild. So anyways. That's crazy. She so it's fine. weird that she was in the 60s, her two was in the 60s, and she was like that, whereas this guy, he was fine. Yeah. He was just totally, I mean, he was talking to us the entire time. Wild. So bizarre. Um, 
But maybe and he wasn't maybe like because short it was a breath? different reason. No. Oh, that's so weird. He was. That's why we were like, I don't. Is this? I was like, <laughs> is that correct? Yeah. Is the pole socks correct? Oh yeah. Because I've done that where I'm like, I'm like put, taking it, it on their ear and I'm like, please be better. Please be better. So and then weird. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was really weird. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so another thing, um, or another story, I guess I was, I've been covering. So we have this, um, cardiac rehab down the hall from our office and it's fabulous. It's a great place. So people, let's say you've had a heart attack or something. Um, then you want to go to rehab to strengthen your heart, but you want to be on a, on like a, on a, on a heart monitor. So if you imagine the EKG, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, <laughs> telling like, people oh, I was imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so you're hooked up to this thing and you can move around the rehab place, like a gym and they have specific exercises that they do and they wow. monitor everyone. So there's a nurse. So when the nurse there is out, I will go and cover. So I sit there all day and look at the, all the EKGs and you have to document on everyone um, like how they're doing their exercises, whatever. How often? What do you mean? How often do you have to document on everybody? Oh, just uh, like once. Okay. Like they're there okay. for 30 minutes. Okay. And you just, you might one know, like they're doing well with their exercises. Or if something happens, you write it down or whatever. Gotcha. Um, but then you have to update every single machine. They have like five to more, five or more machines, maybe 10. I don't know, something to update them every single machine they change onto to make sure the EKGs and the heart rate is correct for oh, that machine. like to recalibrate yep. it. And there's 16 people. In and out. And then they all come in and out at the same time. So you are, it's like you're, you can't get up. I mean, someone, if if you want to run to the bathroom, someone has to sit in your place and continue because you get behind in two seconds and you do that all day. So it's like boot camp. It's crazy. (laughs) I like it because it's like different than what I normally do. It's like nice to do something else, but you can get behind in a matter of seconds. So of course I was there the other day and then this person walks in and she's like, I have chest tightness. She was supposed to be there exercising. Oh God. And I'm the only nurse. The rest are like exercise physiologists. I don't know anything. I'm going to be so behind. Yes. So I had to go over and do this. Like, can you get there? This and that. Okay. And I'm checking people in and getting people out. And then there's like five people waiting to come in and start exercising, but I can't because I'm doing something else. And oh God. Um, anyway. And then, uh, and then we're like, so we finished with the morning, which is a really busy part. And then the second half of the day, we're like, okay, it's going to go smoother. It's going to go smoother. Didn't, of course. Then this guy almost passed out on the treadmill. Blood pressure was 76 over 42 or oh something. Gosh. So I'm like, get him in the chair. Put your head between your legs. Like, here, drink your water. Please drink your water. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. And, That's and it, so nerve-wracking. He ended up recovering and going up. He had an LVAD, though. We have a lot of LVAD patients. Oh, shoot. That's, so, that's like... One of my scariest. Yeah. Like, I'm so freaked I know. out by LVADs. I'm like, please don't have anything go wrong. Um, and they do. I guess there's one patient there's They're constantly calling EMS on because he's always like passing out or, or something with an LVAD. God. Like, please don't happen because I'm covering like three days a week um, for the next like several weeks oh there. Oh my so gosh. Like, You're going to be so done with it by the end. <laughs> well, I used to cover there a lot too. And now it's just picked up again. And okay. Anyway, so when people are out, like I have to cover. But so then that guy almost passed out, took care of that. But then that put behind, I accidentally switched two people. So one person on one EKG machine, one on the other, and actually switched them because it was during the time the lady with the chest pain, 16 people leaving, 16 people coming in all at the same time. So I just like... Was the lady with the chest pain all right? Like, did she anything come of that? I don't even know anything about her because they're like not patients necessarily from our office. They can be from other cardiology offices. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about her. We called her cardiology, her cardiologist's office and yeah. spoke to the nurse who is actually someone I know. <laughs> I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. 
afterward, I was like, I probably gave the worst report because I was in the middle of like 80 things. Yeah. Like, um, she's she's having this, 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 and that. I gave her a nitro and and uh, it's better, but uh, I don't really know anything about her history. I guess she'd had a recent stent oh, like okay. within six months or three months. So she was like, her EKG kinda looked kind of, it was abnormal, but fine. Like yeah. looked like her previous time when she was there. Anyway, they told her to just go to EMR. Yeah. Emergency, yeah. Um, don't know if she went. She's like, well, I'm feeling better. And I'm like, okay, well, the medical, as long as you know the medical recommendation is that you go because you feel better now because I gave you a nitro, but I could come back. Yeah. We don't want to wait for it anyway. Yeah. You never know what they're going to do. For sure. I said that a million miles an hour because I didn't want the story to sound too long. <laughs> so sorry, that was really You're like fast. out of breath. <laughs> no. I'm thinking about exercising. It's a, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's It's funny how... Like just how stubborn people can be. I mean, I, I get it. It's it's probably like a big pain in the butt when you have to go to the ER and like start that whole process. But it's like that same thing. It's better to be safe than sorry because right. you could like like you're saying with your guy that like had really critical vitals. Mm-hmm. He was feeling better, right? Like he was okay. But mm-hmm. then look what happened. Right. You just never know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't think, of course, a person, a lay person, if you will, wouldn't know that. Yeah. They wouldn't know that, okay, I'm feeling better, so things must be better. Yeah. But that's not always the case. That's why you, you ask for a medical person's advice, and and then it's up to you if you take it or not. But we're not going to advise you to do something like go to the emergency room if we don't think you really should. Yeah. But we're also not going to freak you out and be like, yeah, you probably should because you could die. Yeah. Well, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, so, like, of course, depending on the situation, yeah, I do yeah. tell people that. But that's, I actually have had two instances where I saw an older lady fall, like, out, out and about in town mm-hmm. and I like was really urging both of them to go to the ER and they were like just determined to make me change my mind on that advice. Like what were they saying to? Like this one lady. So it happens all the time. She was like <laughs> in, at like in her mid 80s and she was on a family vacation from uh, not Scotland, maybe Scotland and um they were going to this winery and I was parked at the um, gas station across the street and I saw her just eat it. Mm-hmm. Like she fell so hard and both of them, actually both the women I've seen, fell and hit their cheekbone oh. and this and their arm. And mm-hmm. so this, eight, like 85, she for sure broke something, right. you know? And she was just like, oh no, I'm feeling better. It's fine. You know, it's, it's, you know, and just trying to reassure her family so they wouldn't take her to the ER. Mm-hmm. And I told them, I'm like, really take her to the ER like please like she fell she hit her head you know like you just never know you you could like puncture something there could be internal yeah she could have had a hemorrhagic right you know or you could you could like bruise your spleen like I don't know there's all kinds of stuff and that won't catch up to you until the symptoms are too late too late there's like that um the actress who played the mom in Parent Trap Oh, yeah. I want to say her name's Natasha Richardson, but I'm not sure. Emma. No. Oh, there's two that are very similar looking that I always get confused, but I know who you're talking about. She was on like on a ski trip and right. was on the bunny slopes <laughs> and like fell and hit her head and they went back to the hotel later that afternoon and she was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to like you guys go to dinner. I'm going to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a med and go take a nap because I have a really bad headache. Well, she turned out to have a, I think it was an epidural bleed and she took an aspirin. And so she died, like off just a slip on the bunny slopes. We actually, my family and I were so sad about her death because Parent Trap was like our favorite movie my whole childhood. 
And then um, she's married to... Yes. Lee, Liam Neeson. Was it? Liam I think Neeson? so. Yeah. Um, and... It's bugging me that I don't know her name. Is it Liam Neeson? I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I'm just so... I thought it was Emma something, but maybe I'm thinking of the other lady I get confused with. Yeah, but it was just so sad. But yeah, exactly. You just never know. You never know. And it doesn't mean you should go to the ER for any little thing, but... It just depends. Like, just ask somebody their advice. And if a medical person tells you, you should go. I was right. Natasha Richardson. Oh, yeah. Gosh, she was. And she was. A, anyway, she was the bomb. It's always sad. Yeah. Um, but Takeshi, it looks like you're drinking a, an Aperol spritz out of the <laughs> Starbucks cup. It's pretty beautiful. The sun's hitting it. It is really pretty. Um, yeah, sad. Yeah. So like, more of the story. Just it's better to be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Totally. And if you don't have anyone else, just go. Yeah. It's, the problem is it's expensive, thousands yeah. of dollars. But and your it's life is like yeah. such a hassle. And if there's nothing wrong, I feel like it's so frustrating to walk out there and you're like, I spent $18,000 for nothing. And like, at like six and a half hours of your day. Yes. In an uncomfortable chair. Mm-hmm. And like 80 people walk by you and you want to ask every single one if they didn't forget about you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I'm still sitting here? It's crazy. And I think, uh, you know, that just brings to mind because I was thinking like, if nothing's wrong, that like party line is, please follow up with your primary care provider. Mm-hmm. There is such a disjointed mm-hmm. like relationship between primary care and like emergent care mm-hmm. or even acute care settings. It is so wild. Like when we discharge a patient, we will like, if the doctor's in our network, we will book them an appointment or we'll just put the contact information down on their discharge papers. Right. And it's like follow up within one to two re- weeks and that's it. Yeah. That's all we do for them right. right after they're discharged out of the hospital. And do they, a lot of the people don't even read the discharge paperwork uh-uh. or um, they can't, like what happens with us, we, we have a, if we saw someone in the hospital, we get them in, it's like a special category. We get them in within a certain amount of time. Always. Um, so like if they were in the hospital for a cardiac reason, they saw one of our cardiologists. Oh, okay, I see. They will get in within one to two weeks or whatever the doctor, yeah, they the become like a priority. Yeah, and we have to get them in. Um, but if they were in there for kind of some other reason, but they also were worried about something cardiology, we get the, we won't even get the discharge summary. A lot of times we'll get anything unless the patient calls and said, oh, I was in the hospital. So then we have to pull it and then it said, oh, bottle of follow up with your cardiologist within this many, yeah. if they never paged cardiology because it was like for something else, but they it's, also, yeah. I don't know. And then, well, we can't get you in for four weeks or six, you know, we're like booked out three months. Always. Really? Always. Yeah. Oh my or gosh. How many cardiology longer. cardiologists are in your group? Um, I think we have eight. Oh my gosh. And you're that booked? I think we have eight. Do they, are they cardiologists that work solely outpatient setting or no, do they? they okay. They're them, like interventional cardiologists all, as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Interventional or um, some of them do procedures, but they don't do interventions. Like they'll do a heart cath. Oh, they okay. won't put a stent. You know? Gotcha. Um, diagnostic. Diagnostic. Thank you. I should think what else. That's that word. Um, yeah. So all of them work also in the hospital. Also, we do some procedures in our office too, like low, like vein stuff or like link implants and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, it's... can't believe you're booked out that far. And it's, of course, we have like slots that I, I mean, I don't do scheduling, so I don't really know, but I'm told we have a certain amount of slots that will leave open oh. for emergency cases or something. Also, if it's an emergency, we just, I mean, we're not an emergency room, so go to the emergency room. Yeah. You know, I mean, it all comes through 
nursing if someone calls in. Um, it just depends. I don't know. Anyway. Do, but you make a lot of those calls? Like whether to... Ha- Depending, yeah. So so let's say a person calls in and they call the scheduling number and they speak to a scheduler and they're like, oh, I'm having this and that. I want an appointment. The schedulers oftentimes will say, um, okay, well, I don't know how urgent that is, so I'm going to send you to the nurse. Oh, okay. Or they will call the nurse line directly and they'll leave a message for us and say, these are my symptoms, and then we triage them. Oh, it's fine. Or I'll just send a message to the doctor. Or, okay, you need to go to the emergency room. Or we need to get you in today. But we will ask the cardiologist, depending on the situation. Gotcha. If it's an appointment today, we have to ask permission to add them that day on the schedule anyway, or the schedulers do. So we have to run it by them and get their permission. Yeah. Anyway. With, with your... But uh, we can pull them in to see us nurses that same day. We're in charge of our own schedule, so... Do you, like... I don't know. I feel like in the in the hospital setting, especially at nights, we do not work a lot with the doctors. Like we have our hospitalists that we work with, and we know in the you know we have a a, a working relationship and a sense of trust between us too. But other than that, like you know, I've been working at my current hospital for several years, and I've been taking care of the cardiothoracic surgeon surgeons patients mm-hmm. for like almost that whole time and one of them was on the floor at shift change the other day and I had all three of his patients and he looked like he had ne- it's like I've seen him a dozen times but mm-hmm. he looked at me like I, he's never seen me in his entire life you know yeah. and I text him every once in a while hopefully very rarely but yeah you know it's like he has doesn't know me from right Eve. yeah I, it's funny our cardiothoracic surgeon I feel is the same like he's seen me a million times and I feel like Every time he has this look on this face, this like blank look of like, oh, hi. Oh, a nurse blob. And you're like, yeah. What? It's but crazy. I'm like less of a nurse blob because there are only three of us. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's so the, funny. I don't think he even knows I'm a nurse. Like, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I feel like I know them like decently because I lived with two uh, OR nurses that worked with them every day, like mm. for several hours a day. So I've got, <laughs> I really know them in a, in a specific way. And they just look at me like, I like nurse blob. Nurse blob, yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> like, oh, scrubs, okay. Anyways. Yeah. That's uh, really funny. It's, um, it's, yeah. So do you guys have a pretty good working, like, yeah. do we your d- cardiologists like know you by name? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. But there's only, there's only four, <laughs> five, Nurses. six, like if you count the two per diems. Okay. You know, like Sarah's per diem in our office. Um, Is she, does she pick up shifts there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to, Carter and I are going to Spain um, for two and a half weeks in November, December. Ooh, so, for your honeymoon? No, just my oh. parents are going to be there for a couple months living there. Oh, nice. Fun. And uh, so we're going to go. And anyway, so I'm hoping Sarah will pick up all the, like two part, I have one that picks up, like she's going to do like two days a week, each week, and I'm hoping Sarah will pick up pick the rest. Up, nice. Actually, if you give her a good chunk, like ahead of time, she can, she'll pick up a good chunk. Yeah, so that's, that's nice. nice. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we talk to the doctors, we send the messages every single day. Um, cause again, we get like 30 phone calls, 30, 40, 20, 10, depends on the day. Yeah. And we will do a lot of them. We don't need to talk to them about, um, kind of depending on the nurse experience too. Like I will. Yeah. You can yeah. make safe assumptions. Right. Um, and then, but a lot of them we do, um, send a message about, they're always communicating back with us over and over. And then, um, if they don't answer and it's something kind of need an answer within the next hour, we'll go up to them in person. We have to wait at their desk, like for them to get out of their appointment or we'll interrupt their appointment. So Um, how many, if they, if they're also interventional and diagnostic, like they have 
writes at right. Cath Labs. Right. Uh, how often are they in the office? So it depends. They're all kind of different. We have some that are there like five days a week and then at night or in the morning or at, they're in, usually at night after they're in the hospital. So a lot of them are like that. Mm. They're in the office during the day and then the rest of the, the second shift are in the what hospital. What you hate to be a doctor? That's, I, you power know, to you. Yeah. That's I really I bash on them a lot because it's like almost an adversarial thing, <laughs> but I, their work ethic they, yeah. they, there's got to be, they have to have a special something to be that dedicated. I don't know how they do. I don't know how they have families. I how know. do they do anything? They're like, I see their whole schedules for the month. They're working all the time, day and night. They got to pay hours. off those loans. Yeah. Man. <laughs> all the time though. One of ours has like a new baby, like crazy all the time, working all the time. They're working in the office and they're working out. But anyway, to answer your question, um, they usually like three, four days a week there. I mean, it rotates every week. So they're, you know, two, one day, one day and the next day they're in the hospital and then they're in the office and the hospital, then two days in the office, then two days in the hospital. Oh. I mean, it's always changing on and off or just, you know, totally in the office depends. and then in the hospital. Yeah. Wow. That's brutal. Yeah. Hey, just to change gears real fast. I really like this wine. I do too. It's uh, it's really full bodied and uh, really dy- like, uh, kind of complex taste, mm-hmm. I think. I would recommend it. Anyone listening, if you like red blends, you should do this. This is, I, I'm going to get this. I'm going to actually try to remember <laughs> that you like this That I like blend. this wine. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of it, post it on our in- Instagram. And that'll be your post it reminder. And then I'm going to look at it and say, I liked that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Jax. I remember that. I yeah. see the logo and I remember when you brought it. Jax. Yeah. Actually, um, the other night, my coworker's husband, so sweet. He was uh, coming home from work and my coworker was just leaving for work and he picked up two like of those boxes of black coffee for the shift. The huge boxes mm-hmm. of like, like fancy big blend um, wine. God, I wish. <laughs> that would make your shift <laughs> so much better. Better um, and challenging at the same time. Like, I don't uh, know why you just yeah. can't get your IV. It's just like, I feel like it's just slipping away. Isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. <laughs> like, just as I'm just stabbing into them over and over. Gosh. Do you do many IVs? Sorry. Yeah. I actually had, you know, I, I'm like 50-50. Sometimes I'll have this patient that like nobody could get an IV on and I go in and I get it. Mm-hmm. And then other times I have like this like dude with big ropey veins and I'm like yeah. blowing everyone. So I feel the same way. I feel like so good about myself half the time. The other ones I'm like, I don't know why it yeah. did not just didn't work. I just don't get it. Yeah. And I think it's totally mental for me because when it's not my patient Mm -hmm. or if I have a really good rapport with a patient and like I have confidence in myself. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Same But when it's like, I really don't want to piss this person off. Like, you know, I don't get it. We, so. And I get so sweaty. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will just be like, my whole back is like a swamp by the end of it when I'm like really worried about not getting one in on the first or second try. Do you do them every shift or how many do you do a shift? I or? probably do them once a week, once or twice okay. a week. And I mean, how totally many shifts depends. a week do you work? Three. Okay, so yeah. yeah. It totally depends. Yeah. We don't have them that often. We have, if we have studies, like we've had a lot of debutamine stress tests or echoes, stress echoes, whatever, and uh, bubble studies recently. We're doing a lot of them. For some reason, they're just booking bubble studies, which yeah. are really fun. So we're doing IVs all the time because we're, you know. I feel like between medications and diagnostic tests, they like go in fad patterns. Mm-hmm. You know, like some doctors are like, oh, amiodarone. Oh, it's the bomb. And then it's like 
you know, next month it's all about uh, diltiazem again. Yeah. Something else. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways. But we'll go, I mean, I can go like a month without doing an IV because oh, if we don't tough, have any though. studies yeah. or let's say it happened, a study happened to fall on my coworker's day. So I was on phones that day and she did the studies. I went, all the months go by, nothing. It yeah, doesn't seem to, I like, I've always been pretty fine at IVs, like not yeah. terrible. Um, but we also have a person, which is nice. Uh, so the nuke, the lady that does our nuke, she does, you know, eight to 10 IVs a day. That's her job because she's doing it yeah. for the studies. So that's, she's the expert. She can get an IV on God. <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple nurses like that. We have one that works part-time at a med spa. And so all she does all day is IVs. I I know. It's like can you get me that bucks info? an hour to do IVs. <gasps> I want to do no that. critical thinking required. What do you do? Is there, there like the places they do like vitamin Botox, infusions? Yeah. Oh, I tried to apply once at like um, <laughs> those offices, med yeah. spa offices, I guess, for like Botox and stuff. Because I was like, oh, like you get paid a lot of money. Yeah. And it's never anything crazy. You're just like shooting people up. Yeah. My mom's like, but wouldn't you feel bad? Not, using your skills like You're not that. using your skills and you're not like really helping people. I mean, you are in a way, but I was like, eh. I don't know. I don't have enough emotion for that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drained. Yeah. In, I, I really, really want to do like labor, like baby stuff. Like I just, I've been thinking about it a man, lot. Like you should just start just, making inroads there. Cause just, we had a friend, a coworker. She's, uh, has been doing telly for like three or four years. Applied. Applied, applied to L and D. Finally got in somewhere, and it was it's like opportunity strike. And I'd have to switch to a hospital, and I oh, yeah. just don't know how I feel about that. Like I really like my job, and I'm happy, and yeah. it works for my schedule. And it's my like giving level. up something comfortable, right? For for yeah. something I really want to do, but will I really want to when I'm doing it? Yeah, maybe I don't know. And I hate to like get you know. It's just, but I'm always. Thinking about it, so I feel like but I should you just know try. What? Yeah, you should because I just can't. Even if you don't like it, like then you'll know what you do like, and right. you won't have this gnawing question. Like I have a friend that that just happened to. She worked at a hospital, and it was like, you know, she she thought she didn't like all these things about it, and then she went to a different one that mm. was a very different approach to healthcare, and mm-hmm. it was like all of a sudden she knew exactly what she like. How the type of nurse she wanted to be because right. it wasn't what she was in now. Right. But the hard thing is, like, what if I switch and I don't? Like, I've tried, um, mm. and <laughs> she, she just mouthed a uh, hospital <laughs> network to me. And they were a mix of L and D postpartum and med surge. And I really love postpartum. That's like my thing. I love postpartum. Oh, but you have to float between all three of those, don't you? No, on that floor, it was all oh. of them. You got a mix Ew, of patients. Ew, I would never want to have a like baby in a room next to a med surge patient. Yeah, I just didn't have, like no, that's not what I want to do at all. <laughs> I would just want to sw- stick with one of them, yeah. or you know, like L and D and postpartum. Great, that's fine. Yeah, those that kind of mixes, obviously. But anyway, and I don't know. I feel like the philosophy matters. Like the hospital you work at, you know, I applied to. We talked about this, and they were like, "No, we don't have enough time to train a new a person who's never worked in the hospital." Yeah. Um, which is fine. I totally get it. It's like the like, culture of the hospital. Is that what yeah, you mean? The, yeah, exactly. And I don't know what's good. Yeah, until you're in there. Yeah. I mean, hard. but there's only a couple major ones in our area. And um, like Kaiser, I could never get into. I can say that because there's a billion Kaisers. <laughs> but 
you know, like that's, that's so yeah. hard to get into. Yeah. Um, I heard they have a good LD, but again, I don't know anything about their, I feel like Kaiser's like little bubble where you don't know anything and it's hard to get yeah. in and out. And like, you don't know. It's just you don't know if it's good I don't or know. if it's just like this cold. No idea. Like I've heard bad things. I've heard great things. Yeah. No idea. Ditto. Ditto. No idea. Even when I did my clinicals there, I left thinking like, I really don't know if that was good or bad. And I still to this day, I worked the swing shift three to 11. I don't ever remember seeing a doctor. Ever. Hmm. Ever. That's odd. And that's so weird on a telly floor. Yeah, that's really... But their telly's like hmm. med surge. Maybe they're all just like in the like med spa down the hall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving each other Botox. B- B12 infusions. And coffee enemas. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do that to my mother-in-law. I give her B12 shots. Oh. Yeah. She says it gives her energy. Oh, that's nice. Maybe you can give me some. Yeah. I don't have it. But if you buy, if you bring some, I don't mind. It's in your butt. I mean, I was like, I can do your arm or your butt. And she's like, do the butt. Because I think it, like, it my probably hurts less because yeah. it's like a larger. And you don't have to look. That's the worst part. Like yeah. the, whoever's oh. getting it. I was like, I have to look. <laughs> that could be a pretty dangerous Just close spot. your eyes. I'm just going to hope to not like paralyze your left leg. Okay, let's Gosh. just. Or nerve damage it or whatever. Anyways. Yeah. Well, guys, as you could tell, we had no topic today. We're just <laughs> shooting the shit. Exactly. Uh, which is what Kat and I are best at. Yeah. We actually so. made that a point. We're like, we're just going to shoot the shit on this podcast. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah, it oh, did. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I had a good time. It was, yeah, that's what's important. So, cheers, cheers, and check us out on social medias: Instagram, Instagram. Facebook. Shout us out. Drink Email. this wine because it's really good. It is good call. Bye. Cheers. Wine with nurses.